Yes. Welcome to No Ideas Original featuring Shanon, Mr. Rob, and Zane. What's up? Rob, you just want to say something? What's up? No, no, no. I was just emailing. You know, I had some thought in my mind. Man. <laughs> Yo, let's get, let's get the show started right and say this off the rip. Like tonight we plan to have DJ Duwat with us, but something came up. He had to reschedule. So we're going to be, we're actually still scheduled to interview him. And we're going to be pulling out and putting up that interview. Um, fairly soon, but tonight you're stuck with us. But we got some great, we got some great topics though. At least I think they're great topics. So, what's up? What's up, Zane? How was your um? How's your week been? Week been cool, man. I, I thought we was gonna get this snow down here, so uh, it's coming. Know, yeah, it's definitely it's coming. So um, you know, I I but I heard um a lot of a lot of my friends up top, man, like you know within your area and uh, also down to like New York and New Jersey, uh, they've been saying that you know they're getting tired of the snow. They said it's supposed to be five to eight inches. Um, I guess sometime by Monday or something like that. So we'll see what happens, man. Just everybody drive safe out there. Be safe out there, man, because it's just the stuff you know with the. COVID and all this other stuff, and you know, just 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 stay prayed up up there, everywhere. Okay. Yeah. You got on, bro. Oh man, Harris hands, man, Harris hands. What you know about that Harris hands merch? Yeah, you know. <laughs> Yo, let me ask you, how many inches of snow you're supposed to get? Um, it, uh, initially supposed to be five to eight, but the way it's looking now, man, we, we, we might we might get maybe two inches of snow because it looks like it, it shifted oh but then again i mean look these, these meteorologists they get paid all this big money to give us false weather so we see how that works <laughs> we see how that works they get like 180 grand just to give us false weather and actually they're coming this way all it is all it is is really a guesstimate though like you know they they tracking the the the, the weather the weather pattern and you know it's it is what it is. Yo, it's bugged though, because funny you bring up the snow, because today when I got home, I had a certified letter and a regular letter in the mail from the Homeowners Association. So, Alert. yeah, so yeah, I got this thing called, I think it's called, um, I don't know if it's called United Parcel Service in, in form something. It's some service though, that whatever mail I get comes to me digitally and shows me what's gonna be in the mailbox. So as soon as I seen it today, this morning, I was like, yeah, I know it's gonna be some bullshit. <laughs> whatever i get it i open it up and it says that they giving me a 20 i get a 25 dollar fine because they feel that like my son didn't park his car in the driveway fast enough and it it hindered the snow plow from coming through so i looked at it and i'm like yo you know i could i mean i i, I could fight it I got some things to appeal it or whatever wait wait say that again what, what there's a key word in there where you can fight that Repeat that 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 initial first. Oh, I'm not wasting my time fighting them over that. I, yo, I even thought about getting petty and just writing something nasty on a $25 check to them about it or whatever. But at the end of the day, like they sent the picture of his car and every like a black and white picture. So how am I supposed to know what time his car was there? I don't know. I don't know. But it, it, to me, it bugs it bugs me out because my HOA, I think, is like $273 a month. And now you gonna shake me down for another twenty five dollars? Really? This will I move my car fast enough? Yeah, that's crazy. You might as well, you might as well appeal it. You could come up with so many different reasons why he didn't, he didn't uh, park it fast enough. I mean, yo, so, I'm, so how you call it? I'm a, and we gonna talk about if time is money today, but I'm gonna take off time from work for twenty five dollars. 
Not worth it, bro. <laughs> yo, yo, Rob, how was how was your week, man? My week's been alright. Things is going well in the homestead. I can't complain. Um, I like the armors right there, man. Yeah, I just I had uh, I had something else on. I had just I got I got to show it. Look presentable. Um, yo, how about that? We didn't really stick our game up. Now we we into wardrobe. Yo, when we first started, you got a t-shirt. You got to look a certain way now, son. People are watching now, brother. You gotta clean up a little bit. So, yeah, I just do something on me. I have something on. Yeah, man. Aside from that, though, like, yo, that's pretty much been. Then you know my week, like I, when I saw it, I was like so disgusted. Like real talk, yo Zane, I thought about calling your pops and having your pops get after him. He got smoked for HOA, you know that. Yeah, of course, of Probably course. I tell, you, I, I tell you what, man, being that Johnny Cochran is not living no more, just call my pops up, man. My my pops <laughs> probably better than Johnny Cochran. I don't know, man. <laughs> Fight him over twenty five dollars. Fight him over a dollar. So, so not, you know, I went to my son and I told my son about it. He was apologetic and I was like, yo, don't be like, you know, don't, don't worry about it. Cause I know for a fact he moved the car. Cause I told him like, yo, just move the car in. But it may have been one of those days where they felt like we didn't move it in. We didn't move it in fast enough. And we had back in days in, itself. In your actual driveway or in front of the driveway? It was in the cold, you know, right there, Rob, when you come out of my house, cause I'm in the cold, on the cul-de-sac. Right. So he parks his car right there in the cul-de-sac so he doesn't block the driveway. And right. whenever it snows, I always tell them, put your car in the driveway because they want to dump all the snow in the cul-de-sac. Cul-de-sac, right. to, Yeah, and be able to turn around and go through the um the complex. But I guess they felt that he didn't move it fast enough for them. Now, the funny thing about it is I remember getting up, looking outside and seeing mad snow on the ground and saying to myself, like, damn, like, yo, it's taking yeah, a while. <laughs> yeah, to shovel, because usually, like five, six in the morning. Like there'd be times when I get up to go to work in the morning, they already then shoveled everything out. So right. I don't know, you know. So that's the, to me, that's nothing. But like, you know, we got some. The people in our complex is they on the they on the board, so they go around taking pictures and snooping and stuff like that. And you know, they'll look at the side of your house and be like, "Oh man, like yo, it's time for a power wash." So I was thinking like maybe I should just go around with my camera and start taking pictures of people's house and pointing out whatever defects I see. Yeah, son, you might as well, man. That shit, that HOA shit is a racket. Like, when, I, when we was paying HOAs, you find out that we was paying for printers and paper and pencils. Like, we was paying for our own emails, the paper that they used to, to either, like, con- con- concoct a uh, message to send to us. We was paying 10 cents a paper. The fuck? Why am I paying for that? <laughs> what? what do you mean? You can't pay for your own glues and your own staples? Yeah, now they give you the statement. They'll give you the break. They give me the statement, like the yearly thing, the breakdown, what's in the reserve, how much they spent for snow, right. how much they spent for gardening oh, or yeah. water, electricity, or whatever. Whatever yeah. it is, they give it to you. Now, is, is that the first time that you came across a situation with them, or this is something that comes comes along periodic? Nah, that's the first time that they ever came at me and was like, give them twenty five dollars. But they always, anytime I see. A letter from them in the mail, I get anxiety because I know they're petty. Yeah, I know they, but yo, they'll send me before they sent me um, something saying, what did they say? They said, we noticed on the left hand side of your house that there was um, there was some mold on the siding or something like that. So I went out and I looked and I just sprayed my hose. It came right off and I took the picture and sent, and sent it over to them. So what? 
Yo, so, yo, but here's the other thing. They'll send you stuff and be like, you know, we noticed that your mailbox needs to be painted or, you know, your, um, so I have, I got a walkout, but on the other side of my complex, people don't have walkouts. So they have like those basement storm doors or whatever they, whatever them shit is called. Right. They'll get up, send out letters to people and tell them, yes, your storm door need to be painted. This is the color it needs to be painted. If your front door got to be painted a certain color. So for people who don't have experience with HOA, the cool thing about HOA is that yo, your property upkeep is good because they keep the property uniform and they stay on people about manage it, managing it. And then they have people come in at landscape, shovel the snow or whatever it is, you know, like they repave my driveway, they do all that stuff. But the pain in the yeah. ass part about it is that they want everything to be uniform. So if I woke up tomorrow and like I, I, I redid my deck and have my deck repainted and everything or whatever. But in my mind, I was like, you know what? I want to stay close to this color because this was the original color of it. When I look down two houses, my neighbor is building like some extra shit on his deck where it's white and he added these additional steps and all this other stuff. And then another neighbor, like two other houses down, took his deck completely off. And I'm like, I know these dudes ain't got no permits or anything. So maybe when the snow dry up or whatever, go away, I'll go down there and take some pictures. And then I'm confusing myself. Hey, this ain't hey, you. Yeah. I got a, I, I, I got a feeling, man. They 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 messing with you, man. So what I'ma do? I'ma email Pepsi because you know Pepsi is they they organized the the, uh, the uh, Super Bowl performance and a lot of the Super oh, Bowl commercials. <laughs> so, so 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 next year I'm 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 gonna have them put a bid in for you to say in the background. Remember that music from the '80s? Sometimes I feel like. Somebody watch me. <laughs> Yo, we gotta get you a record deal. Oh uh, man. And I see you already got the nips in your hand already, brother. You already know. <laughs> <laughs> what you yeah, what you drinking, Zane? Some saucy. <laughs> oh man, some, some vodka. Some oh, yeah. vodka. Like the goose bottle, son. That's the goose bottle. What kind of vodka what, you said? Something like that. <laughs> it's the great. Nah, nah, nah. I can't I can't, yo, we can't promote no liquor on this because we never know who's watching. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 true. Yo, before we go any further and actually kick off the show and get get it started, email on the screen. No ideas original podcast at Gmail. Just to reiterate to people, we are and we do intend on doing an entrepreneur episode. We're looking for entrepreneurs that want to come on, promote their brand, promote their platform, whatever it is that you do. Hit promote the email. Them. Yeah, promote yourself. Hit the email. We'll get back in contact with you. We're gonna send out to everybody a set standard three to four questions just to prep you for the interview to make sure you're prepared and you're ready to go believe me you see us on the other side of this and it look like we laughing and joking but my experience is that everybody that we've gotten on camera they realize that oh this is not as easy as what people think it is so we want to make sure everybody's prepped and they're ready to go and they feel comfortable to represent themselves in the best light so hit that email anything y'all want to add Nah, that's it, man. If you want to promote what you got going on, if you're a clothing designer, producer, even if you want to start your podcast, whatever you guys doing promoting yourself and your movement, hit that, hit that, 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 uh, that email, you know, and, and let us, let's just let us know a little bit about yourself, man, and we'll set up an interview with you and promote your official on Yeah, yeah, also... Also, I'd like to say any any companies out there that want to be a sponsor for the No Ideas Original Podcast, hit us up on the email. The email was up there earlier, so let us know. Uh, shout out to all the young entrepreneurs and uh, make th- making things happen. Um, 
We appreciate y'all for tuning in tonight, too. Oh, yo, let me say this before we get into our topics for tonight. The other thing is, I don't know if y'all been watching, like, the stock market and your Robinhood apps, but this was a pretty decent week for um for stock. Yeah, my numbers are going up. I'm watching my percentage. Today is 32% up. <laughs> Everything yeah, this, the arrows is going this way. So. Yeah, this this is this is a pretty decent week. Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. I, I can't yes, it was. Especially especially them uh Bitcoin affiliated stocks. Mm-hmm. Which way you want to name one? Bitcoin yet? Yeah, I I can name several. Um, you got uh Grayscale. You have uh Silvergate Capital. Silvergate Capital is. Uh, technically the first cryptocurrency bank they had like uh, I think earlier today was like 150 but um, and then you you have a lot of penny stocks out there too a lot of people that don't know what penny stock is penny stock is any stock that's that's five dollars or less um, there's actually a lot of people that became millionaires off of penny stocks it's all a gamble you know what I'm saying uh, you got uh Ethereum Classic, you got Ethereum Classic Trust, because you know Ethereum is like 1800 right now. Bitcoin is somewhere between like 47,000 and up, so. And everybody's, um, everybody's favorite that's new to the party that everybody is hot on, that's hot on is what? I hear y'all talk about IDEX all the time. Nah, that's just, that's stock. That's stock. But you, what is it? Is it Dodge or, Do or Dogecoin? What is it? Oh, oh Dogecoin, yeah, Dogecoin. Dogecoin, yeah. boy, that's everybody's favorite. Yo, let's get into the show, though. So, uh, first thing we want to talk about is today is the formal release of the Judas and Black Messiah movie and soundtrack. And for those that haven't heard about the Judas and Black Messiah movie, it's the story of Fred Hampton and how Fred Hampton was betrayed. For those who don't know who Fred Hampton is, Fred Hampton was a founding member of the Black Panther Party. Right. Right. So this movie, I don't know about you guys. I haven't had an opportunity to watch it yet. It's on HBO Max, which doesn't bode well for my AMC stock, but it, it, it is what it is. I do intend on looking at this movie, though. I think it's a story. I think it's a story that's we've had, we've seen stories about the Black Panther Party, but I think this is a story that we're going to see from a different perspective. I'm excited for. I'm looking forward to um to seeing it. How about y'all? Well, you know, in 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 the age of the snitch it's funny that a, a show a movie like this comes out right so we, we're highlighting the snitch the snitch here or the guy that 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 kind of implicated Fred Hampton was William O'Neill played by Lakeith Stanfield right? yes, uh, who, 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 who agreed to to be an informant for the FBI but the the, the, the most compelling thing about this movie is the title Judas and the Black Messiah. Now, if you know who Judas is, or who Judas was, how he portrayed Jesus, and why was the term Black Messiah used? Now, back in the 60s, COINTELPRO had uh, a racist leader called J. Edgar Hoover, who was, who was, who was just in, in, in concerts or wanting to set up and disrupt and frame and imprison these individuals, Bobby Seale, he would be Newton, Fred Hampton, all of them. And he used that term in state of, we, we cannot see the rise of a next black messiah. And that always stuck out to me. Like, what does he know about a black messiah or a messiah anyway? And do you know what a black messiah is? You know what I mean? A black messiah is someone who comes to revolutionize the people, to feel prideful about themselves. And the Black Panthers was an organization that was one, they was, they was, setting setting the stage to open carry 
carry a pistol, watch the cops, things that we need to be doing today. So the timely, the timing of this movie is, is, is I think is perfect because now we're in this time of COVID and everyone has this time to themselves and they're still watching police brutality. Mm-hmm. Yo, the, 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 to bear arms and take care of your family and, and, and be, be mindful of those things is very important. So hopefully this movie is an inspiration for people to step up and, be, and have some courage within themselves and be prideful of who they are. Um, yeah, have you guys been down to DC? Been to the, been to the museum in DC and seen the Black Panther, um, um, the Black Panther the, um, exhibit that they have? Nah, I haven't. Yeah, have you have you Zane get down there? Nah, not yet, man. Every time that, uh, cause really with that you can't purchase tickets. You gotta like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta uh, order the tickets. You gotta order the tickets. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, you know, you can just walk up in there. Um, now, the, the thing about that is that that's a major staple out there in D.C., just, just as well as the Martin Luther King monument. And I just feel that, um, back to what y'all were saying before with the, uh, the Judas or Judas and the Black Messiah movie and soundtrack, I heard like two tracks off of the, off, off the, off the movie soundtrack. I didn't get to watch the movie. Uh, I looked at several reviews, and I'm telling you, man, it's a lot of people that's pissed off about it. A lot of people saying it's it's quite a coincidence with all the turmoil and stuff going on right now, how that movie comes out. So, but back to what Rob said, I mean, yeah, I mean, people people got to be, you know, uh, uh, proud of their black heritage, proud of our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, I mean, look at the stuff that happened down at the Capitol. Imagine if that was, you know, just black people and not alone, like you don't even have to be Black Panther. Just imagine if that was a bunch of blacks and Latinos down there doing stuff like that. Come on, man. That would have been a straight up massacre. Any ethnic group and the Black Panthers yeah. stood for what they believe in. You know what I mean? They, they, yeah. they weren't the cowardice people of, you know, mm-hmm. bending to the rules. It's like, look, this, this is what we want. You know, they, they were the first people to still free free breakfast for kids exactly just just imagine that you know they I, hope that's covered, though. I hope that portion of the story is 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 covered also because i think that's something a lot of a lot of people their image of the black panthers is this you know, huey, huey p newton sitting in a chair and that they were revolutionaries but a Ready? lot across. yeah you, you, you know how that is him bobby seal man and, he, and they were college students at the time so just think about that there's college students in the 60s Watching the degradation go on in, 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 in their neighborhoods, preferably open, but across across the nation, mm-hmm. you know, they, they weren't getting adequate. It was food injustice. Ain't that what we're dealing with now? Of course. And, um, community health clinics. I mean, they wasn't getting proper health care in the in the local community. Plus the police brutality. That's something we've been dealing with for the last 50, 60 years. You know what I'm saying? So, but it, it, I think this movie will invite the idea for people to kind of maybe join groups, join coalitions, whether in your local community or community at large, to work together in cases where, with, with, with the pandemic being the way it is, there's a lot of people that are not no jobs, a lot of people that are starving, a lot of people lost their lives, healthcare issues are coming about. So this, hopefully this movie will invite the idea to stick together, you know, be a good Samaritan, help somebody out if you see somebody that needs some help. Don't mind talking to your neighbors, you know what I mean? Get to know who your neighbors are and work work communally with people. 
Remember we were saying a couple of weeks ago about like um like some of these movies and I was asking you guys if you've seen the Harriet Tubman movie. Um and it was another and I think um what's that the uh, Nat Turner joint? And I think Zane, I know Zane, you were saying that you just you tired of seeing like these same types of movies. I'm no, hoping no, like no, slavery stuff. No. Yeah, I'm but. I'm I think there's still plenty of stories still to be told in Hollywood from different perspectives. And I think that that's probably what I'm tired of seeing people tell the same story over and over again from the same perspective. So to me, with with, with the interest that I have in this film is I think that through the eyes, like Rob was saying, we're gonna see through the eyes of an informant, or we're gonna see more about the informant aspect right. in the film. And that, that to me, I, I wanna, you know, I really wanna see more about that and see how that that's portrayed. The soundtrack I did listen to though, and I have to say, I think I don't know if Hit Boy, I know Hit Boy executive producer. Got a lot of track. You got a lot, but, of, a lot of work on this. Yeah, but I don't know if you produced everything. But you know what stood out to me about the soundtrack? The soundtrack has the soundtrack feels like a like the score. And for people yeah. to be aware, like the score of the movie is usually like the music that you hear throughout the film, like the background that really captures the essence of the film and the sound of that album. Is really in tune with the '60s and the and, and the story. So I'm like, damn, like, yo, this dude didn't just reach out. You know how dudes reach out of thin air and put, oh, I'm gonna put this song here, I'm gonna put that song there, I'm gonna get a song from this dude and that or whatever. Like, it doesn't sound that way. It goes together really well and it fits the theme of the film. I'm gonna tell you it was a major disappointment to me, and I don't know if if you, Zane, I know you said you didn't hear it yet. Rob, I don't know if you got around to it. Did you hear Rakim's track? Oh, uh, Black Messiah, the bonus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't even get to it yet. Oh man, like yo, I'll definitely so... check it out tonight. I'm like, yo, not the God, man. <laughs> yo, not the God. Like, the God. Yo, sound like he sound like his studio is in the shower. <laughs> yo, the lyrics just sound like so dated, and it don't even sound like Rock Kim. It sound robotic. I'm like, damn, like, yo, this ain't right, man. Like, instead of him, it sound like not him? That's who it sound like. Not maybe him. He, maybe he rushed it a little bit because he had time, time issues and stuff. I can't yo, believe I, him. I, I got excited because I seen at the bottom, I was like, oh, shit, Rakim. And it's like a four-minute song. I'm like, oh, yeah. about to, we about to go in. And then he turned it on. I was, I listened. I'm like, all right, so Rakim, let's go after this dude. But I tell you, Black, Black Thought, as always, knocked it right out the park. And um, the first joint with um, her, the um, the R&B. Like, yeah. yeah, it's yo, it's a, it's a nice body of work. Even Hit Boy song, I think Nas song I like. Hit Boy song is okay. The Jay Z and the Nipsey um song, everybody to me hands down is like they they say they like Nipsey's verse better. I thought I thought it was a good song. I like it. That's an all around good song, both verses. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, though, real, real brief. Back speak. Being that you mentioned Jay Z, you know what song? Like you could have had like eighty percent of of any song that was on that Jay Electronica Jay Z album. That would have been a good fit on there. On that soundtrack? Oh yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It definitely fits it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It fits the mold of it. Context of the movie. What the movie's bringing out, those lyrics would have definitely been kind of fine on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been. That's yeah, that's that's a good point. It would have been a perfect fit for it. So 
that I mean this weekend that's my intentions to to, to watch that movie you know I, I'm so uh, maybe we'll come back next week we'll give our reviews our takeaway from it and that's on and HBO Max correct yeah yeah HBO Max man I, another story though that we want to touch on which was disheartening to me that I share with the brothers today is that I seen online that Latrell Sprewell is asking for donations for his granddaughter because his granddaughter has leukemia and Latrell Sprewell, I believe, in his career has made ninety million dollars. Over over a hundred million. Over over a hundred million dollars, man. Over a hundred million dollars. To me, this just says like no matter how much money people have, I think that you people tend to live to whatever it is their wage. You know, like it's hard for me to it's hard for me to wrap my head around. And I did some research and I looked and I'm like, what could it possibly be that made him lose his money? You know, he had, I think they said that he got his yacht repossessed. He got yeah. uh, yacht repossessed. He defaulted on a one point five million dollar mortgage. Yeah. Three million in taxes. They say his current net worth is fifty grand. Fifty grand? Damn. How true that is. But yo, his but the some reason this is where ego plays a part into a little bit <coughs> his his career started to spiral downward and i don't know if it was you know it was it after he after he put hands on pj carlissimo well it was, that's it, that's pretty, much, was <laughs> pretty much after webb weber wanted to leave golden state remember that first year with that rookie year weber came to golden state the mm-hmm. trouble was on that team they went to the playoffs but the, very, but the very next year, Webb wanted out of Golden State. That's a story untold. So Webb went to, to Sacramento at that time. Then came the PJ choking. You know what I'm saying? Then he got suspended for a year. Then he got then he got fined for two hundred and fifty thousand to report in the training camp with a broken hand. Yo, you know how much money he must have lost? That's what I'm saying. He was losing money right hand over fist. <laughs> he had a five year stint with New York. And then he went in that five-year stint, in that short season, they went to the championship against the Spurs. They yeah, lost. He got traded to Minnesota. He was running a little bit with KJ and Camp San Pascal. They went to the playoffs, lost to LA. Yo, then, stop right there, Rob. Rob, stop right there, because that was I don't know if you remember, but yo, that's what did him in. Because remember, Minnesota wanted to give him that extension. And, and he, turned he, down. he turned it down and told him he got to feed his kids, and it was it was like some big money that he bet it on. Twenty one million. It was a it was a three year extension, twenty one million dollars. Prior to that, New York, New York, New York's last payday for him was like fourteen million. He was looking for more than twenty one million because of who he thought he was. And he says, I remember the famous quote was, he said, I got to be able to feed my family. And he said, I'm not giving, I'm not helping Minnesota win no title. Mm-hmm. How you gonna tell somebody that's willing to give you a little bread? How you gonna tell you gonna just pull out anybody? You know what I'm saying? Hey, this is and ever since then, ever since then, everything went downhill for him. That's when you know, and and his wife sued him for two hundred million. Two hundred. What? So you, you, all all of what you see here you don't have that bread though. Yo, she knew he had something. She's sitting there watching them checks coming. <laughs> Yo, Latrell Sprewell was buying yachts, and remember he had spinning. Yeah, I think he had spinning rim company. Yeah, the rim company and all that. So she, she probably seen them, 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 them receipts. Yeah, this nigga got bread. He got a yacht. 
Yeah, this is the part I don't understand because when you have multiple different sports out there in the entertainment uh, 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 arena, isn't basketball considered guaranteed money? Yeah, but he turned it down. He turned it down. No, he no, said, no, 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 no. I'm saying like from all the other, he got he got traded. He played for like what four or five different teams. But yo, here's Florida the thing. And New York. It's not about him. He made the money. And I think I read a quote recently by Shaq. Shaq has said something like that, like, yo, people make you can make the money, but the hard part is actually keeping the money. So clearly his investments. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Like if, if, if basketball, that sport out of maybe three sports is considered guaranteed money, his investment game is crazy. Like the only person that I think as far as an athlete that did worse than him is Anton Walker. Well, um, what about um, Iverson? When Iverson was getting divorced, I think he told the judge he don't have money in his pocket for a cheeseburger or something like that. No, because these guys get out there and they spend. You gotta, you gotta think, man. A lot of these people come from dilapidated upbringings where when you see a hundred thousand dollars, not hurt. I, I think we talked about this before. When it comes to deals, and Oskino seen that deal, and his lawyer said, "Don't take the first deal the record company gives you." And he's gonna said, <clears throat> he said, "There's two hundred fifty thousand on the table." I got $20 in my pocket. Are you telling me to turn down $250,000? Well, I can go buy my mom's a house or buy myself a house. I can change my lifestyle as soon as I walk out this office. People are not That's turning hard, that down. So, so if you have the, the, the wherewithal to say, I don't want $21 million because you feel that you worth more, you know, I don't I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I wish I was, I'd never be on the troll choose in that, in that, in that case because if $21 million come across my table. <laughs> Yo, you gonna do that joint that sound like me. That sound like a heavy gambling problem. Yeah, it, it, it's a lot of different things because when you when you when you're getting money like that to play ball, play baseball, hockey, I don't care, man. The first thing you should do is invest your money. And, and, and one of the smartest NBA players that I know to this day is Jamal Mashburn. Yeah, did he get like car dealership? He wasn't. He wasn't getting. All, he wasn't getting that. He wasn't an all star. He wasn't getting the crazy money like all stars are getting or all stars should be getting. He wasn't getting that money. But every every check he would get, he was putting it somewhere. This man yeah. got. He got like he got a McDonald's franchise. He got car dealerships. He got car washing. He got four, five, six different businesses. But he's just. You know what he got a good advisor. Thank but here's the thing you got to consider though like, that money ain't what people think it is so i remember watching the i am athlete podcast and they was breaking down like their you know their money in it the first check they got and everything and if you getting a hundred grand you figure off a hundred grand they're gonna get taxes you're gonna get taxed so you probably that hundred grand gonna come down to 70 something probably then they got the agent in their pocket then they got their entourage then they got a mortgage they got you got car notes, people getting jewelry. You know, when it's all said and done, those all the shit that depreciate. Yeah, those expenses add up. OG Dad said, "Why don't Spreewell ask Dolan for the money?" I didn't forget he stood up for Dolan regarding the Oakley incident at MSG. Yo, he could, he better not hold his breath if he asked Dolan for bread. <laughs> yo, he be he be a dead man. But yo, it is tragic though to see somebody have that kind of money and be asked. I think. Isn't he trying to raise? How much money is, is he trying to raise? Did he have a number? Thirty-five grand, right? It was something like that. Yeah, man. Oh. And the, 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 the gorilla glue chick 
she done raised twenty thousand to have a surgery to get that. You know what's you, you know what's scary though? It's it's what's scary to me about this is that yo, that thirty-five thousand at the height of his career, he probably blew that in one night at the club. That was a chain, I mean. That was a that's probably a ring. Yeah, and one night at the club, so now he in this circumstance. I'm just I hate to see it, man. It's the, it's the cautionary tale. It's like what we were talking about on the, on the bonus episode when we were saying, like, you know, people, these these deals, you know, and, and, and yo, look, it's from 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 my perspective, it's easy for me to sit in this seat and manage my couple of coins. You know, who's to say? Like, if I have fifty million dollars, maybe I maybe you know maybe I'd be in a place where I'd be like I'd be spending a little bit more liberally. <laughs> I get fifty million dollars. There's gonna be some wilding out. Of it. I'm not even gonna sit here in front. There'll probably be a Lotus outside, a fucking tour bus, shit that I probably don't even. Need. But, but because because I'm married to who I'm married who I'm married to, I know twenty five million of that will be heavily invested in something else. Yeah, OG Dad said you gentlemen are trying to make excuses for Latrell's foolishness with money. I don't know if it's an excuse. I just know, you know, like it's 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 easier to manage five hundred dollars than it is to five hundred thousand, you know. And we we talked about episode four, episode four of this podcast. This was even before we were on video. We only have our audio, like on I think SoundCloud and Spotify. We did a whole episode on finances, and we had people who were called. We had people call in and talk about how they pissed away money and how they messed up a bag. And we had quite a few stories of people who, you know, came up on a couple of dollars. No, nothing, nothing that could compare to what the Trust Prewells come across. But people who got fifty, uh, what was it, hundred thousand, seventy-five thousand? It was, it was decent amounts of money that people pissed away because they just. Yeah, they were buying bags, and coats, and shoes, <laughs> and all sorts of things, and they didn't invest not one dollar. But then in hindsight, it was like, you know what? I could have put that money in some stock. I could have put that money in a small franchise, you know, and tripled my work. And you got to think that way when you come into a little bit of bread. Even a little bit of bread I get, I try to, I go to my wife, yo, babe, what can I do with this stuff? She said, keep it. Just don't yeah. even. Put it in my pocket. <laughs> put it some way, don't think about it, because it may come a time where it be something that you really want or something that you want to do with it, and you have it. You know what I'm saying? So... Plus, you got to really look at it right now, like, based upon how fiat is right now, a dollar is like 30 cents. You know what I'm saying? But but, but I would say, like, as far as the NBA players, not to uh, stray away too much from what we was talking about, but Benny Johnson did, did, did very good, too, um, as far as investments. Microwave? Microwave did right by his yeah, Microwave worth like four, $400 million, something like that. Yo, but you know something? That's I just, read an article. I just read an article. Isaiah Thomas just invested three million into a cannabis company. Yeah, Zane, that's uh, cons- that's consistent with what I'm what I what I was saying though. Like it's a different day and age. Like Vinnie Johnson, if we were to research and look at the biggest contract Vinnie Johnson ever got, I'm not a gambling man, but I would say that Vinnie Johnson probably never got more than a million dollars a year for a deal. You think? Oh, playing with the Pistons. How long with the Pistons? He was with the. I feel like he was with the Pistons like at least four or five seasons, right? Yeah, for a little while. Yeah, because you contracts. I don't think contracts over a million back then. That's right. That's what I say. I could have sworn Magic Johnson signed like some deal, like a lifetime deal for ten million dollars or something crazy like that. 
Charlie. That's how money was back then. The trust be well spent for what the what for for what they wanted and now begging for what the needs. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Yo, but the sad reality of it is that yo, a lot of people can't separate wants from needs. Need. And and yo, all, all of this, you know, I know we kind of we joking a little bit about it, but the sad thing about this is again, like I'm sure this man is sitting around saying like this was once once upon a time this was a game check, if that for me, and now I need this money to for my um my granddaughter's medical care. Like and that's 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 gotta be a hard pill to swallow. Mental health, mental health. But, it, but, it, but but on a serious note, I hope that Latrell gets the money um, and that his granddaughter gets, gets taken care of like on a serious note, because I mean, you know, a lot of these athletes are just people that's non-athletes. They make, you know, they they, they, they muck up money and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, um, like I said, I, I, I just hope she gets the uh, treatment that she needs. And I just hope that a lot of Latrell Sprewell's friends or uh, a perfect pr prime example for a segue. You know how Jay Z always helping other celebrities out, whether they're celebrity or not. Hopefully, somebody that's on the I same level. Is, as far I, think as Jay -Z. Step up. I think somebody will step up and cut him a check. This is the truth. Yeah, hopefully. Man, that's crazy. You know what? Latrell Spewell got to find a way to monetize his name. The Big Three is the Big Three playing. They gonna open back up despite COVID. I'd be dope to see Latrell on the big three. Yeah. Big three. He's still playing. Or, you know what? If they haven't blackballed him, because why couldn't he become a commentator? Yeah, true. You know? So there's... After Stoker PJ, he was hated, man. He yeah. After that. But he came back. He, he came back and people, you know, they embraced him, especially when he got the Knicks to the championship. Yeah, on a, on a so. short, late season. That was the... <laughs> Yeah, show fifty game season. I remember. No, but if the Knicks would have won the championship, I would have taken. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't win the champ. Yeah. Yeah, I just. Yo, keeping with the theme of money, I saw online. I shared this story with you guys also that Little Uzi Vert was interviewing Fat Joe was interviewing Little Uzi Vert, and Little Uzi Vert said to him that he learned over a period of time. In order to make money, the most important thing is actually being on time. I saw that and I was like, yo, this is that's near and dear to my heart. And the reason why that's near and dear to my heart is because yo, this is a topic that I constantly talk to people about. I um, you know, aside from in your business, correct? Yeah, aside from this, you know, my um my personal business, I'm also an adjunct professor for um a college. And at the college, you know, I I you know, I have classes I don't teach in person anymore even prior to COVID I was teaching virtually and we do live sessions like this and one of the things that would always happen is that students would be scheduled to do presentations at a certain time let's say if I told them the presentation is at six o'clock well six o'clock come around they don't log on six ten they send me an email saying that they're trying to log on and they can't they can't get on for whatever reason it is there'll be a deadline for an assignment people don't make the deadline for the assignment and then have several excuses as to why they didn't make the dead they, they didn't meet the deadline and my personal business you know there's people that they supposed to be to work at nine o'clock they'll show up after nine o'clock and then have excuses as to why every time they come late to work after nine o'clock you know i had a situation before where there was a staff member that worked um at one of the sites that we have and the dude was consistently late and i remember saying to him, i'm like yo you got to leave earlier and his response to me was like, you don't understand. 
um, it's a certain traffic flow pattern. And if I even if I leave 20 minutes earlier, then I'm still gonna get here this time. So my response to them is like, sound like to me that you need to leave 40 minutes earlier than to figure it out. And it was just interesting to me that somebody a little Uzi, little Uzi Vert's age will understand the magnitude and the importance of being on time. Whereas now in this day and age, we still have older folks, adults, that can't understand the importance of being on time. I'm like, 95%, 95% of this stuff is just showing up. I was having a conversation the other day also about how do you teach a person soft skills? Soft work skills. How do you teach a person that if your job starts at seven o'clock, you need to be there at seven o'clock? What's the training for that? Yo, get your ass up. And it's funny we bring it about this thing on time because my daughter just started a new job at home. She works at six. But we're leaving the house five minutes to two. And I'm like, this is you. <laughs> on you. This is your job. Mm-hmm. And the thing about being on time is that. It makes you reliable, it makes you dependent. Someone needs you to be there for whatever reason. You're, 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 it helps you becoming an asset to a company. You stay with a company long enough. It just shows that you, you're, you're just a reliable person. I can count on you to be here to handle whatever task it is or whatever things I'm asking you to do. For me personally, I love being on time. I hate being late. I get up early. I eat my breakfast early, I even make my bed. So when I get back home, I don't have nothing to worry about. But that comes from practice. You know what I'm saying? I was a kid that always got up early. Discipline. Discipline. And it, yeah. and it turned into a lifestyle. Now it's just, you know, I can't do without it. But if you, if you, if you always hit the snooze button, you don't want to get up in the morning, you want to bullshit up at night, knowing you got stuff to do, or you lollygag and all that, it sets a poor performance when you go out to the world and try to conduct business, man, nobody wants to deal with you. I have, I've had people say to me, they'll be like, well, it's only, you know, I'm supposed to be at seven o'clock, it's only 7.10. And then, I, you know, my response to them is like, but the job doesn't start at 7.10. If I wanted you at 7.10, I would tell you to be here at 7.10. So even when you try to offer a grace period, like I had somebody literally drop my class before because the assignment was due on Sunday at five o'clock. And Sunday at 5.15, the person was emailing me saying, can I submit it to you? And I told him, no, I'll give you an opportunity to do a makeup later in the semester. The lady was like, well, I got to drop this class because if you go in this hard over 15 minutes, in my mind, it's like, so what is the, what's the purpose of a deadline? Right. Why do, why do we have, have, have to have a deadline, Rob? The same way you say in your daughter, my youngest is the exact same way. I remember he would have to be to work at two o'clock. It'd be like 158. I'd be like, yo, you just leaving to go to work? He's like, yeah, it's right up the street. And like, I think they want you to start at two, not leave your house at two. <laughs> Walk in at 215 like everything is cool. I and, think there's some people, they just don't want to move when someone else says, I need to move. Well, here's the scary thing about it, though, to me. The scary thing about it is that that shows, a lot of times that shows that you don't have a respect for the other person's time. Right. And I feel I feel like time is valuable. Time is something that you can't get back. Like if I'm interviewing somebody for a job and they call and they be like, well, I'm running a couple of minutes late. This is what my circumstance was, whatever. I can offer some flexibility with that. But if I'm if I'm that's responsibility, that's responsibility. Yeah. And let if, someone know you and you though for a job and you show up 40 minutes late. We ain't, got nothing, we ain't got nothing to talk about. Why you even came? 
<laughs> Yo, you didn't even come out of my office. There's nothing to talk about because you just you showed me that whatever responsibility I want to give you, you can't be on time for it. If you're not on time for something that's important to you, why should I expect that you're gonna be on time for something that's important to me? Yeah, man, it's, it, it gives a good impression, and, that, and that's the first thing you want. You always want to show first impression is always a good impression. Exactly. You know, it gives a it gives a person a foundation or a base, not to judge you, but to see what they're dealing with. So if you show up to work on time, he's like, you know what? Maybe I can give this person some more responsibility. More responsibility, in my mind, is a little bit more money. Mm -hmm. I mean, they'll give you a little bit more responsibility, a little bit more things to work with. Why you can you can you can earn the fruits of your labor the way you like to, and you know, and then for your for yourself, it'll help you kind of with yourself. And you got a, 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 maybe a dentist appointment to be to, or mm -hmm. a, another another date to meet, or if you're running a business with someone, you know, being on time helps things. It just helps makes things a lot easier. Yeah, yo, I've, I've encountered people also that'll be like, well, I came, I actually came past the building yesterday because I want the time, how long it would take for me to get here. You know, like there are some people that's just built like that. Yeah, Zane, what were you gonna say? Nah, I just feel that, yeah, I mean, uh, now if you if you consecutively being late, I mean, everybody's late. You consecutively being late. Everybody not late, man. Well. There's some people you can set, serious, there's some people you can set your watch by and literally you come in don't show up on that time. If they don't show up, then you're concerned. Like, yo, this person Everybody, is Everybody's late. Everybody's late sometime in their life. Nobody's a robot. But back to what I was saying, it's like, you know, if, if now if you if you consecutively doing it over and over and over and over and over again, then it gotta be repercussions. Like, you know, like you said, you know, uh being that you're a professor and you teach, um, what is I guess what is the worst consequence that you gave somebody um prior to them quitting the class like do you like what you like when it come down to like uh final final grade do you do you base the you base it upon not just academics of course do you give them that s curve the, 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 well, the, the college prior to covid the college had built in a uh, portion of their grade is based on attendance but now now it's not based on attendance but you know what i give them i give them natural and logical consequences so what's the natural and logical consequence when you was in elementary school when you was in junior high school when you was in high school if you didn't submit an assignment what did you get at least 20 percent of your grade was taken off or, or for that, that. For that oh, so is for that particular assignment because everybody be like oh can i do it i'll be like no you know why you can't do it because now you on my time after five o'clock I want to do whatever it is with my life. I don't want to sit around and wait to grade whatever your paper or your assignment is. So I tell people I'll offer a week where there'll be a makeup assignment. You could do it and you can make up one assignment. But if you have somebody that is habitually late, that's it. That's an issue. Like, I agree with you saying, Zane, that there are one off occasions where yeah. somebody's going to be late. But I don't I don't subscribe to that, you know, that, everybody, that everybody is late because to me there are there are people that are very reliable that you know you can set your watch by you know I, I know at seven o'clock there are certain staff we have I know at seven o'clock that staff is gonna be there because that staff is gonna say you know what it's snowing outside but the job is still open so I know I need to leave a little bit earlier they not gonna say well the circumstances of the snow at the same time my car broke down i knew i had to go 40 miles 
40 miles away and I had to take public transportation, but I left the same time. I think that's stuff that becomes like built-in excuses for people not to be able to be on time. And I'm telling you, like a lot of this stuff people don't realize is just showing up. You'd be surprised how many opportunities you get just by showing up. That's right. opportunity, how many opportunities you miss by not showing up. That's right. Just that alone will hurt you in a lot of different things. With OGZ, I said, the lack of certain values that are all are speaking about the same basic reasons some people run through their millions. Pretty much discipline. That and yo and OG Dad, that's a perfect example, man. It starts how you start at home, pretty much, man. What are, what are the things that you learn early on when you go on to school? Are you up on time? Do you eat your breakfast? Do you, do you, you know what I'm saying? Do you wash your face and brush your teeth. Yeah, so look, look at what you guys said. B-Side said, yo, I once worked for a company and when I was first hired, the manager said something that I always use today. You can be my best employee if you're here to work and on time. If you're here to work and on time, I can't use, I guess you're saying, I can't use you if you're not on time. Right. And that's true. That's true. Like, yo, time is money. You know, like every- You got, you got certain projects that you're doing that take time. And if a project may take three or four hours and you show up an hour late, so you put me behind. I mean, I got investors. I got people, shareholders. I got people I got to answer to, too. Could you imagine? So let's, let's let's just throw out a couple of scenarios where time is money. Like, yo, could you imagine if you were, you were getting married and you went to, you set up your reception and everything and you hired a DJ and the DJ showed up 30 minutes late. You're not going to be like, yo, I, I, I pay for this reception area. I pay for this food. I pay for this party and everything. And now you're 30 minutes late. And the person come in and be like, yo, well, everybody late sometimes. You're gonna be like, yo, get the hell out of here, or <laughs> whatever. Like, what if what if it's your opportunity to pitch a product that you wanna sell to somebody, or it's a meeting to get a contract, and you show up 15 minutes late? Or you show up five minutes late, and the person say like, nah, I really need somebody, I need somebody reliable. Yo, the perfect example of this to me is, remember the movie, um, what was it, the, um, the joint with Will Smith? What, the, the Pursuit of Happiness? When he, he went to the interview with the paint on his pants and everything and and was yo the dude was in grind mode it's like to me it's, if people want it they got to be in yeah. and got to make it happen and they got to do it like things happen but if things happen every week that's not about something happening that's a pattern that's you that's right that's right you know? my personal experience and i know it but being somewhere and I, i'm always like going for a job my my rule of thumb is to be there 15 minutes early if you're sitting in the lobby waiting to be called at one o'clock and you're there at quarter two, they see that. Mm -hmm. They see that. And when you called in, it's like, oh, I see you sitting there. I like that. And you consistently do that. Trust me, man. Your stint or wherever you're working or whatever business you're a part of gets a lot easier. You get, you get to network a little bit more with people that you need to network with. And people trust you, man. And that's what you want. You want to be able to establish trust. Time implicates trust mm -hmm. i can count on yeah and because time is something yo time is something people can't get back when you waste people time like yo that's a deal breaker for me you waste my time i'm over you gotta go son <laughs> i'm over you i'm, I'm like, already naturally impatient i can't focus yeah that's it that's yo but you heard what little uzi vert said the fat joe he was like yo i i'm sorry i'm i'm late because this interview started at this interview i was supposed to be had eight he was like so I'm supposed technically I should have been here by 750. He said I technically should have been here by 759, the latest. 
waiting. Yeah, but the his general rule of thumb, Zane, I see you shaking your head. Why you say no? The little little Uzi is a, is a dodo. Yeah, but we not evaluating how we feel about him as a person. We told well, y'all not, but I am because so, I mean, come so, on, a person that has a twenty-four million dollar piece on their head, come on, you you already know what their mind state is. Yo, so, but how does that? How does that? How does that, I guess, detract away from the message of what he's saying in terms of if the if the meeting starts at eight, the latest he should be there at seven fifty-nine. How does that? How does that diminish what that man is saying? That shows you that I guess he feel that he 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 little woozy Burke, he can do what he wants. You know what I'm no. saying? And, no, he I mean, yeah, he's saying he's saying, he's, saying, he's saying the latest that he should be there is seven fifty nine if he has the eight o'clock the eight o'clock uh, interview, right? Yeah, right. So I bet you if he wasn't if he wasn't on that high caliber of being like an A list artist, he wouldn't he have carried it. That's what I'm saying. That's that's. Nah, that's I dis- you know why I disagree with that? You know why I disagree with that? Because look at the Lauren Hills of the world. You you know how many how many of these concerts that I've gone to for these so-called high caliber entertainers, and I'm standing around, people standing around waiting for hours for them to show up. To me, it seemed like the higher caliber the artists, the longer they keep people waiting because they like, yo, I'm in demand. And right. what happens is when it shifts and you no longer in demand, then that's when you start seeing people. On time, yeah. because those opportunities. No, 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 but hold on a second. No, no, hold on a second. Because you said, you just said, you was like, yo, he's a high, he's a de- an artist that's in high demand. So if he's an artist in high demand, he has the flexibility to show up 30, 40 minutes later and people still gonna check for him. If, if at the height of his success, he's saying, yo, I need to be here 10 minutes before the show starts, that to me is good messaging. That to me is good messaging. I'm not a little Uzi Vert fan. I'm not a fan of the diamond or whatever it is he got in his head. None of that means anything to me, but what he's saying, I'm in complete agreement with. Complete agreement. Yeah. Yes. I just figure, like I said, anybody who got a $24 million diamond in their head, and then they <laughs> say, oh, uh, you know, uh, by me putting it in a ring. Basically, he said something like, if he would've put the 24 carat Big time uh, diamond in his ring. Basically, <laughs> it, it wouldn't have made sense. So I'm like, why would this dude put it on his head? Then number two, you know how the fluff goes with all that stuff. Maybe, maybe that, that that's that's something that actually comes off at the end of the night, man. It's not permanent in his head. I, I don't think nobody's that dumb to do something like that. What does that have to do with Zane? What does that have to do with the man talking about? You can't get past this man's diamond in his head. But I hate that. I hate it. But nah, nah, but you nah, nah. But you hate the diamond or you hate him? Both. <laughs> but nah, but nah, but but but, but see, nah, nah, the nah, see what well, week the weekend get an exception, man. The weekend <laughs> is the weekend. Yo, I had a I had a presence in mind when I was shoveling out there to have a big white line and say, yo, is the weekend at my house when I was shoveling snow? I was gonna I was gonna send you a picture. <laughs> yo, B side. Thank you. Look at this. Look at yo. Look Good point, Good point Yo, look at the Keisha Cole and the Shanti verses. Some folks just don't understand time. See, but yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad Bradford brought that up because look, Keisha Cole felt that being that she's Keisha Cole, she can do that. But I guarantee Keisha Cole wouldn't do that if it was some big time money 
in order for her to get paid for, you know, to do an interview or, or to do a show, you know. And at the same time, you gotta look at it. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of art. Okay, there's, there's, there's some prima donnas out there. I get it. I get it. Yo, Lauren Hill is notoriously six hours late for showing. Yo, don't even show up for show. I would love to see Lauren Hill in concert, but I'm not gonna waste my money because at my age, I can't stand up for six hours and I can't certainly can't sit in that seat for six hours. I'll be doing three or four naps, you know? So no, to me, it's just, again, like for somebody that, at, at Little Uzi Vert's level for the, the magnitude of success that he has for him to actually say, yeah, I need to be 10 minutes. I, sh I should be here the latest 7.59 for eight o'clock interview. Like, and somebody his age, the kids need to listen and hear that and understand and it needs to resonate with them because regardless yeah. of all this other stuff, and, and you bring up a good point, Zane, because we look at the diamond and we look at all the other antics. And I think, especially as older people, we're very critical of like the messaging that young people have, especially in their music and all this stuff. Oh, they talk about means, Percocets, they this, they that. On this very right. show, Zane, you you always talking about people got to vibrate higher. This to me is an example of him saying to people, yo, you got to vibrate higher. This is what you got to do. And we going to condemn him based on his stupid jewelry choices. <laughs> That's all right, bro. Zane, like, I don't like both. I don't like jewelry. I don't like him. Now nah, I tell you what though, I mean he makes I only heard maybe three songs or two songs from him, but he's a talented artist. I just think that the drugs got to him way too early. You know what I'm saying? I, maybe before he even got signed, became a megastar. But I know Again. it's more of an influence being that he's a megastar, being around all these different people that do stuff like that, cause substance abuse and all that. So we worried about his drug use, but we ain't worried about other people's drug use, really. The weekend can get a pass, man. I'm blinded, blinded by the light. <coughs> I can't feel my face. We can get a pass, huh? <laughs> hey, let's go to halftime performance. Now I, I, did. I really, I really, I really think that he wasn't faking when he was in that room, that golden room full of mirrors. I think he really like forgot how to get out of there. But that's a whole nother thing. Didn't you didn't watch, watch it? No. You ain't watched the halftime performance? What about you, Rob? I seen it. I, I seen the whole thing. It was. I watched it. It was. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think he was. I don't think that was part of the script. I think he actually just lost it and, could, and couldn't find his way out for a minute. You know what I'm. You know what happened. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. By the time halftime started rolling around, I got my feelings and I knew it was. A, I knew the yeah, fix for Tom Brady. You was, you was in your feelings early. You was like, yo, the refs is fucking the game up. I'm yo. like, oh. I, yo, I was done. I was like, yo, I don't need to watch it no more. And nothing was on TV. Nothing was on TV because it was Super Bowl Sunday. But I refused to watch that. I'm like, yo, I already know what it is. Really? Every side is a pass interference. Tom Brady can say whatever he want, do whatever he want to people. It's just, I'm like, nah, I'm cool. I, cause I, yo, I. But Tom won that game. Not to be kind of digressive, but Tom ain't win that game. The defense. Yo, I agree. That's true. That's true. From what I've seen, that defense played phenomenal. But to me. I've gotten to a point where I just I'm tainted on sports. I want to see the actual players decide the game. I don't want to see the officials constantly decide everything. So I get pissed off when when um, referees stop fights unwarranted. I get pissed off when you know somebody instead of us seeing LeBron hit a last second shot, somebody called a touch foul at yeah, half court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get pissed off when 
somebody call, I think it'll be a close pitch in baseball and they'll call it a ball and allow the winning run in the World Series to come home on a, a walk-off walk. Like, I don't, yo, I don't have the tolerance for that. I'm like, yo, as a fan of sports, I want to actually see the players decide the game, not the damn officials. And when I, yo, at halftime, when I looked and I was like, yo, it's been 100 penalty yards, 95 for one team and five for the other. I'm like, yo, clearly, well, I know where this is going. So let me, let me turn this off. I think it's so much money that's on the books with this, uh, with the with the online betting and side bets and all that other stuff that that generates a lot of the, the little fluke stuff that we see within basketball, football, baseball, whatever. Because a lot of that stuff is controlled by you know who, by the yo, three letters. Yo, you know, you know, and all that. Yeah, yo, yo, Zane, you know what I should have bet on? That's 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 gonna be the next prop bet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look up and see what's the. What's the prop bet for how many pass interferences they call when Tom Brady is passing the ball? What's the over under on that? That shit is ridiculous. You know Tom Brady, that that golden child. Exactly. He had to get them seven rings. Exactly. So sticking with the theme of money, boy, I don't know if people had a chance to see it, but Dave Ramsey says he doesn't believe in a stimulus check let me say that again. He said that he does not believe in a stimulus check because if $600 or $1,400 changes your life, you pretty much were screwed already. Pretty what do you think, I, 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 I agree with that. Yeah, yo, Zane, go first. What do you think? <laughs> I think, uh, you know, now I watched David Ramsey. Easy I'm on this one. Nah, I watch I watch David Ramsey stuff. Um, he gives a lot of uh, solid financial advice. I figure that said it didn't. It's 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 not gonna it's not gonna be well accepted from a lot of people because you gotta look at it too. Dave Ramsey, even though he's worth millions upon millions of dollars, that dude had times where he had to file for bankruptcy and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so so now it's like being that he has all that money he got out of touch from when he was you know trying to try to scramble to make ends meet so i'm sure back when he had a thinking i think he filed for bankruptcy more than once if i'm not mistaken from what from what i from what i was uh from the sources i i, I received that information from um so for him now you gotta look at it. a lot of people lost their jobs not because they got fired not because of xyz they got fired because of the pandemic so that's 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 natural causes. So at the end of the day, you might have somebody that was making generating ninety thousand a year, and they're gonna need that six hundred or that fourteen hundred dollars for, for for. And then on top of that, they play so many games where people was get was allegedly supposed to get back paid back to like the second week of September. Then that got erased because they was going through all the, you know, uh, trying to come to an agreement. And then they said the second one was gonna be back pay in December, the first week of December, and then that got erased. So it was a whole reset button. Damn. So I just feel that for David Ramsey to say that, he needs to do a public apology, number one. No, no, I'm serious. No, I'm serious because... No, 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 I'm serious because you got to look at it. A lot of people that's tuning in to him are not people that that is, is well off. A lot of people is looking for that financial advice. So, so when they get extra extra coins on the side they want to invest and get mm -hmm. further in life so he's gonna get he's gonna get a lot of people comment under his youtube page i know that for sure but i, think, I mean I everybody make mistakes everybody make mistakes but i just feel that 
David Ramsey should have known better. Yo, yo, hold on, Rob. Before you, before you add your piece, let's say for the folks that's on in the comment section, you answer this question: If six hundred dollars or four hundred dollars can change your life, are you already screwed? I want to, I want to see what the folks in the comments say. Also, guy, Rob. I, I think he was he's touching a point about you're already screwed to those who don't know how to manage their money. You know, if, if you say if you were working, do you have a bank account? You have a savings account. Is there money set aside for a rainy day? You know what I'm saying? So where you don't have to wait for someone to give you anything stimulus. You know what I mean? That that I think that that part is where he's coming from. Which here we go with, with money. You talked about Latrell Speedman. Whatever money you get, you have to do something. You have to do something <laughs> positive with it. Or do something where, you know, you're, you're not waiting on someone to give you a handout. The stimulus, and, and, and I'm taking nothing away for anybody who has lost their job because of the pandemic. And I know things are tough, but most people, a lot of people, live from check to check. And now you're not getting that check. You know what I'm saying? And now you need that $600 for food or for car fare or for whatever, whatever bill you have to pay. But then, and, I'm, and I had to learn this too. They're just tired. Yeah, whatever the case, <laughs> whatever the case is, but it's it's a it's a it's a learning curve that when you do have some money and you're making some money, to do wisely with it, do something where you know there might be a day that you might need an extra little penny or you might need some extra funds. You need to be wise with your money. I think that's the premise of where he was coming from. That yo, if you already need six hundred fourteen six hundred dollars fourteen dollars. You already you've been you've been living a screwed up fucking life pretty much. Yo, I get I get what I get what he's what he's saying. Was it politically correct to say no? But what essentially he's trying to say is that if you if your existence if you existing and thriving and making it to the to to the next day is relying on you catching that six hundred dollar uh, stimmy or that fourteen hundred dollar stimmy that you have to reevaluate that there may be some other things going on. But to me, he went he went like left with it. He was like, yo, there may be some mental health issues, relational. Yeah, he, issues. Went, he went heavy. He went heavy. Yeah, he went really he personal. He was hurt. Yeah, he was hurtful. He was hurtful with it. But here's the thing to me though, with like the um, the stimulus stuff too. Also, like people don't realize the whole purpose of the stimulus is just that it's supposed to be a stimulus, and it's not supposed to just be a stimulus. Stim the idea of stimulus is not stimulate your pocket. It's supposed to be re-stimulate the economy that you're supposed to get that money and put that money back in circulation. And what was 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 what's happening, what smart people have done with the stimulus money is pocket it, reinvest it in other ways, do other things with it. But there are people that do rely on it and people that need it. So, you know, I get what he's saying. I get why it would be hurtful for people, but I get what he's saying in the sense of that, yeah, if 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 you if you're waiting for that $600, you may already be in a horrible position. That if you're banking on that $600, that's what I think he was trying to articulate. That's right. Hey, now, real, real, real quick. I know um, OG Dad made a comment. He said something about Chef Ramsey. So is he, is he think he's talking about Chef Ramsey or he made a correlation of somebody that's working for Chef Ramsey at minimum wage? Uh, I don't know, OG Dad. Can you respond to that? B-Side said, you still got to have something coming in. Yes, you do. You still got to have something coming in. But 
what he's saying again, like just to go back to the premise of where his comment is, and let's see if we can get his, if we can get. Yeah, I saw something that said something about minimum wage pay let's, and. Let's see, get, let's see if we can get Dave Ramsey's comment up on the screen. No, OG Dad's comment. Because I know this this is the comment because this is what I think we need to we need to focus on. Not OG Dad. OG Dad responds. This is what we need, need to focus on because he, what he's saying is if six hundred dollars or fourteen like think about it on a very basic level. He's saying if six hundred dollars or fourteen hundred dollars changes your life, you are pretty much already screwed. So what he's right. essentially saying is that if six if you view six hundred dollars or fourteen hundred dollars as being life changing money, you That's may it. have a problem on it. Huh? Don't bank on it. No, no, he's not even saying don't bank on it. He's saying that you may have a larger problem if six hundred dollars or fourteen hundred dollars is life changing money to you. And that's that's yeah, true. Yeah, no, I mean don't bank on it to be life changing. Yo, to 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 me, I look at that comment and I'm like, yo, I, I just I think that I agree with him because if somebody is like, yo, damn, six hundred dollars is going to really change my life or put me in a whole nother atmosphere or fourteen hundred dollars. A fourteen dollars is a lottery ticket for you. Yeah, that's that's and then, that. And then and I know, I know, I know, I know people personally that haven't received no money since like the fourth or third week of of this of this year of uh last year. Yeah, yeah. but so, that's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. Yeah. That yo, right. you. You highly call it. You're pretty much screwed. If if that six hundred dollars or fourteen hundred dollars is gonna change your life, you are already in a horrible position. That's what he's saying. Pretty much. Yeah, I I just still think that um you know people that tune into him, a lot of them people are, are looking for financial advice. To even you know with six hundred fourteen whatever 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 people get, but I think I think they're gonna they're gonna definitely have a party with with the comments for the next couple of days on his page. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe maybe that message would have been better received if it came from somebody else, right? Because he's, he's viewed as being elite. If it came from somebody else, you know, maybe they would have they would have been more receptive to it. But OG Dad says the stimulus money will help a big percentage of people who receive it, but it's not going to change their life. Like, think about it right now. There are people, you know, right now that get up and go to work every day. You know, if you got $100,000, if somebody wrote you a $100,000 check, you know, $100,000 is a nice check, but $100,000 in the scheme of things, at my age, $100,000 is not going to change my life. I can't retire with $100,000. It's not gonna, you know, how you call it. It's a nice, it, it's, yo, it'd be nice for me to put the $600. It's a nice little bump. It's a nice little bump in the account. Yeah, but it's not, it's not gonna change everything. Change huh? And Zane was saying about this um, on the last episode we did when we talked about inflation. There was a time before when I'm sure you guys have heard this expression before too, when people say like, yo, a million dollars today ain't what it was yesterday. That's a fact. You know, it was a time when a million dollars, people were good with a million dollars. Now it's like- I mean, I remember one time, a million, they said a million dollars can last you 20 years. Mm-hmm. A million dollars ain't gonna last you too. Not if you Latrell Sprewell, it ain't. And you need to feed your family. <laughs> I really, I really hope he, he gets the money he needs for uh, Latrell's free well say, yo, you need to, I need to feed my family. So, yeah, so, yo, that's, that's, that's real. That, that, you know, the stimulus bread is, 
it'll help people out. I agree. It'll help people out, help pay a bill. But if it's gonna change their life, I don't know. I don't you know it may and you know what maybe it may change their life to some degree, but I don't know if it's life changing money for many people. Like so and then the other thing that they discussed also in that interview, they were talking about um student loan. And he had a, he had an interesting take on student loan. He was saying that student loan, it started off as them talking about student loan forgiveness for ten thousand. Then it went to student loan forgiveness for fifty thousand. But his position on it was like the student loan forgiveness for fifty thousand is more so for middle class elite type people. Yeah, the higher up type folks because the assumption is that if you have that magnitude of student loans that you have a job where you making a pretty oh. decent, yeah, decent amount of money. So, you know, I guess, I don't know, maybe he just felt being extremely controversial and that episode was going to be helpful, but Zane, right, he going to get some heat for that. He going to get some heat for it. Selling a book. He needs to press right now. B-Side said, but yeah, it could mean life or death for some folks because a lot of people are already down and out. Like, yeah, if you, you know, if you need that $1,400 to pay your rent, that's true put groceries on the table you know that's true but again what the gentleman is saying that is if that was your circumstance and you relying on that money you were screwed already you was already that's you was already in hot water so yeah that's gonna help you for a month so what you gonna do for the next month because you're not gonna get another stimulus you ain't gonna get a stimulus check every month yeah i don't know this man closing arguments come on zane give me your closing argument for tonight Give me a closing argument for tonight, Zane. All right, I guess it's not gonna happen for Zane. <laughs> Rob, close, closing arguments for tonight. Closing arguments for tonight. Listen, man, don't be a Judas, be a black messiah. <laughs> Save your money. Put your money in a good place so you won't have to worry about it on a rainy day. I mean, that's, that's really what I do. I don't have too much. Yeah. Yo, B-Side says he mass way. I, it'd, be <laughs> it'd be interesting, though, to see what the um, what the crime rate has been since the pandemic hit, right? Like, if people had the resort to taking it to the street. Some people probably have, man, now that we're wearing masks. <laughs> there's, a of, there's a lot of stick-ups out there. Yeah, <laughs> the dude was wearing a mask when he robbed me. Yo, son, that's it. That was the whole. Not when I see when I when I noticed we were in mass, I said, yeah, that's a lot of stickers. Yo, Rob, you got a message for OG Dad. What he said? Thanks for the good health news a couple of weeks ago. Yo, Yo. I, I put it in the universe, OG Dad. I was telling Rob off camera early this week. I feel like in the next couple of months it's gonna happen. Yes, sir, man. And this the twenty fourth. I have a uh, an echogram to do which is the final kind of the final final thing before they kind of clear me for surgery when i get a call for a kidney so it just means that all my levels are good my blood pressure is good but everything is in, in place for me to go into the hospital and go straight to surgery so yo we gonna have we gonna have rob laptop set up on the side of his bed like broadcast i'll <laughs> <laughs> be right there my gown just giving up my, my you know what i mean <laughs> my, my, my personal views on stuff, but I appreciate everyone out there that's been praying for me. Mm -hmm. You know, my, my wife is the biggest, biggest supporter of what I got going on. 
she's changed my diet, she's changed my lifestyle pretty much. She's been on me like a sergeant, making sure I'm doing right and, and, and taking care of myself because I gotta be honest with you, man, there, there's some days I, I'm just I'm tired. You know what I mean? Dialysis takes a lot out of me and um, I've been doing this for, for since 2010. I'm going on my second kidney. You know, I still, I still, I still got the spirit to want to live and want to survive, man. And my wife wants to see the best out of me. So, shout outs to my wife. Shout outs to Yushinar for supporting me. Shout out B side. Thank you, B side, for the prayer. OG dad. Any of the viewers. Anybody knows what I'm going through. I appreciate y'all. Love y'all, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yo, that's just the, the story of tonight is really about that, right? Like uh, the discipline and then discipline. Like, yo, you gotta be you. Everything amounts to discipline, right? So, spree well, getting all that bread, blowing it. Lack of discipline. Discipline. You mean you ain't stuck with just six hundred dollars? You ain't waiting for a stimulus check? Discipline. <laughs> all about yeah. Again, we appreciate everybody for tuning in. You know, originally, like we said at the start of this episode, we were supposed to have DJ Duop. Uh, sadly, something came up. He had to reschedule. But we are going to have that interview coming to you soon. We got some other interviews lined up, some more good episodes. If you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, go back and look at episode 56 with Father MC. I really enjoyed that interview. Um, talking to Father MC, that was a really good one. Another one that I really like that's that's really popular with everybody seems to be the one with the author Kwan. Yeah, that that's doing really well in terms of views. And, and the Shannon Holmes one too, man. Those are two raw interviews, man. People like yeah, that. yeah. Shannon Holmes joint was um was classic. And then the one that we did the we dropped the bonus episode this week too on on what was it Thursday morning? Thursday morning yeah. Six point five. You know, half an episode for y'all. And it was good, yo, it was good information in there. It was very good topic. So get a chance, pull up, like, comment, subscribe. We'll catch y'all next week. Peace out, everybody. Hey.